1: Well, what kind
2: of pride factor is there playing a team that you share an arena with, share a city with, and um, having them go 4-0 over the season series?
1: Any a better
2: team. I know coming home has been a huge success on, a, on, a, on, a, on a, from the personal level, right? Everything you've talked about with your kids and your family, understanding how meaningful that is for you, but also knowing that when you conceived getting together with LeBron, AD, you had a vision of what that would look like basketball-wise. Has, has it been difficult for you to process the fact that it hasn't happened the way you guys envisioned it and you guys are, you know, there have been blowouts, there have been boos, there's been everything that, you know, probably everything's the opposite of what you envisioned. Has that been hard for you, especially considering your stature, your credentials to to absorb?
1: Um, what did I envision?
2: I suppose, I would imagine some wins. I mean, you
1: say, based on what I envision, I
2: want to know what you think I envision. I would, but you envisioned coming here and winning a championship, or at least being in a position win a championship. It certainly isn't on- Is the tri- season over? No, sir.
1: Thank you. So what did you envision? Since you, you, you spoke for me, I want to know
2: what, what you thought I envisioned. I mean, I've been at every press conference you've had this year, and you've talked about, especially at the beginning, when you talked about what this could look like. Obviously you envisioned a successful season. It, to your point, sure, could still happen. But where you guys are trending right now, it hasn't. I mean, do you, you still do you, ask my question? Do you, I'm not well, in you your had, head, Russ.
1: Yeah, you said you envisioned this to be a certain way. I want to know what you did.
2: you envision it to look like this?
1: I had no, I had no expectations. See, that's why you don't know. You don't know what I envision. I had no expectation. I come into every situation the same. Uh, last four years of me, I've been on different teams four times, so. My envision of kind of thinking everything's going to be peaches and cream, I don't. That's not realistic. That's not life. Uh, so for me, um, I come in every situation, um, start from ground zero and try to figure it out along the way. I have no expectations of how things will work. How many times I had a ball, what position I'm going to play, that's literally, um, you know, I just try to find ways to better, best help my teammates, and that's about it.
3: Michael Smith, let us give this game this game right here what it needs and since we're starting off talking about the Lakers, let's talk about negativity and positive and positivity within that last clip that we just showed. I'm going to start off with something positive. I'm going to take I'm going to take a negative and turn it into a positive. Uh, The Lakers suck. We know that Lakers suck. Their season's over. Uh, Forget about mathematical chances. Their season's done. They're done. They're done. Let's think about 2022 to 2023. But beyond
4: that, mm. Russell right. Westbrook. Okay. I'll, I'll let that go okay. for now. Well, but go ahead. No, no, don't let okay. it go. Don't let it go. Don't let it. Don't I don't, I don't it want to interrupt the, your flow. I, I don't want to interrupt. I your put flow. it into the
3: ecosystem. I put it into the ecosystem for a reason. Uh, it, it is it is there for your consideration and for your plucking at any point during this program, but I, I really want to focus on the brilliance of Russell Westbrook not on the court off the court. Russell Westbrook just gave a master class of what we've been talking about, bro. Can we talk, can we start off this that way? Great.
4: That was great. That was this great. is what, it was, it this was, is what we talked about.
3: We, we had friend of the show, John Swatsky, the interview guru, the interview scientist, my, my mentor, uh, the, the my, my muse.
4: Yeah. Hey, nah, your
3: yeah, muse, yeah. M- mine, yeah. uh, even though he hasn't worked with me, I, I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm going to make myself his student. Russell Westbrook, maybe he's not efficient, when it comes to balling out. <laughs> okay, that's not a strength. What he did was say you still haven't answered my question. Like get all the opinion out of it. That's what he's trying to say. You don't know how I
4: think bruh. Ask me a question. What were your expectations and I'll give you an answer. What what were your expectations and how has this season compared to those expectations there it is. out
3: there? It is
4: out. That's Just it. Like it was it wasn't uh, lean enough and It, was, it had uh, such it the, end, the makings of a great line of questioning, and thankfully Russell Westbrook got to a great answer a eventually. He, yeah, but it was like it was. It turned into a back and forth that was unnecessary because of the assumption and the values that were introduced into the conversation. When, like I said, Look. what did, what did I expect? He was almost like right. he was almost. It's almost like he was saying, "Ask me what I expected. Ask me what which I is expected, it, which is, and then I'll tell you what is I expected, a great, and then I'll tell you how it compares." which would be a great Sawatsky question. What did I expect? Now it's on you. Oh, that, <laughs> if, Oh, no, if, that, 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 that is a great. That is, Zawoski- sidebar. There are certain there are certain things as called off the shelf questions. And one of the basic off the shelf questions as in you can always just grab it at any point in an interview. One of the most basic and effective ones is what did you expect? And here's why it's so effective. Because the story gets good at the point of change. So Mm -hmm. before you get to the the critical part of the story, you ask the subject. What did you expect like going into the game, going into the day? What did you think that day would be like? And then you get to what it was actually like and that elicits the storytelling in the subject. Not a subject is telling you a story. Not a subject is telling you how you felt. So what did you expect? And without it being rhetorical, not what did you expect? Not like that, but yeah, what did you expect, expect coming it. into what, the season? What were,
3: you, yeah, it's a right. what perfect, were your expectations?
4: It's it is it's, it's open ended. It's neutral. It's lean, and you let them do all the work with it. Now here's a here's a Sawatsky
3: question. It, here's a question that Russell should have asked, but it's not Sawatsky. It's cheating. And the and the question is, why should I have to do your job for you? <laughs> I mean, really? That's what is why should why am I doing your job? I I, and maybe I'm not so good at my job right now in the big picture. My team is not performing the way. We might think we might think this team should perform, but right now I'm doing your job better than you're doing your job because I'm telling you how to uh, ask questions. That's the best thing I saw all night from any Laker other than that Mike. (laughs) I have, I have nothing. That was the best performance from the
4: Lakers was in the post-game press conference. Was in the post-game.
3: Yeah. Russell, professor, professor of the, professor of the practice, Russell Westbrook over the class two days a week, uh, 75 minutes, office hours on Thursday. Somebody say Thursday.
4: Anyway, the story, the the story from last night was the Clippers. You're absolutely right. The story from last night was the Clippers, but it's, it's it's impossible, not just difficult, but impossible not to juxtapose the state of these two co-tenants. Michael, I'm, I'm sure this is the case in Akron, Ohio. I know this was a case in New Orleans. Shut up where a, a street where part of the street is like you, you're driving past me like I want a house like that one day. Oh, I want a house like yeah. that one day. And then all of a sudden like boom. You get mm. to the same street and it's like, well, this is a completely different setup here. This is like, wait a second. Like, you know what? I, I got to make sure I, you know, if it's late and it's too late at night, I got to make sure I use this red light as a stop sign. Same street. That's right. But it's like, you know, it, it's, it's like <laughs> well, night and right. day on the Are you same preaching? street. Oh, listen. Okay. It's this like, it's me, like, preaching. how, could, how, could, this how can this be <laughs> Bel Air and this be West Philly oh, on the same street, right? It's different socioeconomic Dude. statuses with Ooh. the same street address having set, So in crypto.com arena, I'm still I'm trying, I'm forcing myself to call it what they paid for us to call it. It's That's Staples right. Center, right. but I'm just trying to be respectful of the transaction that was purchasing and naming rights on Staples Center. But in that building, these two co-tenants who share the same living space could not be farther apart in terms of their life situations right now. You know, the eighth and ninth seeds in the Western Conference eight and nine, could not be they farther not. apart. You know what I'm saying? Could not could not be it. It was such a glaring juxtaposition looking at a, a franchise that historically has been the little brother. The Lakers have rarely envied the Clippers, you know, a stretch here and there. Lob city years come to mind. But for the most part, even if the Clippers were doing well, even if the Clippers were signing Paul, George and Kawhi Leonard, we yeah, have, we still a Lakers. Look at the rafters. We're still a Lakers. It ain't nobody making a Adam McKay series on HBO Max about the Clippers. It's like, you know, it, it's we're still a Lakers, but watching last night short and long term. The Clippers are just so well set up. I mean, they play such beautiful basketball first and foremost. They have a coach that everybody rallies behind everybody responds to Secondly, they have such a deep should be the coach. versatile. He should be the coach
3: of the Lakers, by the way. He should be coaching the Lakers. But anyway, <laughs> that's where he should be. That's where yeah, he belongs. Yeah,
4: listen. I I, I think that's if, if they would have come up with the right contract, he probably would have been if memory serves. So you're hundred percent right. So it, wow, that was Damn, that was like James Brown. Like <laughs> horns! Throw <What's going laughs> up! Get, the I get a trouble, get a drum! Yeah. Like, Back to the beginning. Nice job, guys. <laughs> nice job, Fred. <laughs> Take it to the bridge, Fred. Nice job, guys. <laughs> there, it is. Speak. Asking you shall receive. So, <laughs> you know, so, right on cue. So, um, they have a coach that their the organization responds to. They have a functional, more than functional front office that fleeces the rest of the league at the trading deadline uh, in order to get Norman Powell and in uh, Patterson and so and they have a deep versatile team that above all else can actually wait for it. Shoot which is a critical a pretty critical part of basketball. They have a deep yeah. versatile team that can shoot. Meanwhile, what the Lakers are right now is uh, going back to Kings of comedy. Bernie Mac. Here we go. Four minutes. That's all you're going to get. 'Cause that's all I got. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> Like, because like the Lakers will give it to you in spurts like the second quarter <laughs> that, that running in the second quarter, they'll Please. give it to you in spurks though. It's, it's not for lack of training. It's just when you power. get to a certain Rest age, I know it at 42. You know it at 52. You can't put it down the same way you used to at 32 and 22. It's just you just ain't got it in you no more, no matter how much you try. And so the Lakers, they give it to you in first little bits I can of excitement. Neither confirm but eventually, nor deny that. It's
3: funny. Talking it, about somebody else.
4: For me, I can't confirm the, or deny the, that. Okay, good. Hey, good for you, brother. Good for Uh, you. But you know, but so eventually it's going to be a 30-point lead for another team. Eventually they're going to be in a hole and that's what last night was to as LeBron said simply the better team that has won seven in a row. And so last night for me was about appreciating the Clippers appreciating their potential. Uh, This were a stock. Now is a good time to get in their stock is not so high where it's like, oh man, you know what It's out of my price range. It's like, wait a second, look how good this team is and then look how good it could be when Powell, Leonard, and George come back, when and if they come back, either this year or next year or what have you. They're just set up. They got so much positivity around that organization now versus a, another organization that has lost its way that all it has going for it is the brand.
3: You know, and, and I think, I think um, does this speak to Ty Lue or the, probably both? I'll answer my own question. Says a lot about Ty Lu, says a lot about the players on the roster. That the Clippers do this thing very well. They do, you talked about off-the-shelf questions earlier. They do off script, off the shelf, just kind of, oh man, that's falling off the shelf. Oh, we're in a situation we didn't expect to be. We got to catch that thing before it goes crazy. They are it's like any team, any team can do well if you've got superstars. Who you expect to perform well? Those, those super did superstars I say, Did I say Patterson
4: earlier? I'm sorry. I, say, I think I said Patterson earlier. I meant, I meant Robert Covington. I think I said Patterson. I'm sorry. Covington. Yeah, you did I did say said, Patterson. I think Covington. I said. I said Patterson? No, I'm fine. so sorry. I said Robert Covington. Yeah, Robert did. Covington. Paul. Those two amazing trades at the deadline. Sorry. Go ahead. But no, I'm amazing saying. But any team,
3: if, if any team with all stars or all NBA players, you know, first, second, third team, all NBA players, and you got them situated, they're in their prime okay, that team's going to play. Well, you expect that team to play well, but what happens when both of those guys are unavailable? How do you perform then without making excuses and the Clippers have done this twice in the last what four or five years once for Doc Rivers when I think they lost, They lost Chris Paul and uh, everybody moved to Blake Griffin is gone and they won 47 games lost in the first round. Mm-hmm. I think but they made the playoffs with a yeah. star less so relatively one of his better roster. coaching jobs.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: And here we are again. No, Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard, no Norman Powell. You mentioned him earlier and here they are in in contention in a very tough Western Conference now content playoff contention. They're not going to win anybody's championship, but they know how to do this. And I think the one thing the Lakers didn't can can get they from can the, the seventh
4: seed threaten the sixth seed. Just, I mean, you know,
3: yeah. It's just to have a little more Grit, to, and you know it when you see it. it it's not even the numbers. It, it's it's you know you are getting the most out of what you have, and I, we have some disagreement here because maybe you think the I Lakers,
4: maybe you think the Lakers are
3: getting the most out of what they have, but then you
4: look across the hall. What? Well, okay, you say what? Well, how I about mean, The Clippers, never to, but the but the Clippers we're, may not, we're not have we're not the resumes right? The the Clippers may not have the the, the names. They may not have the the names and the resumes and and the accolades that some members of the Lakers have, but the Clippers have a collection of again, versatile, um, really talented, good shooting players that complement one another. Well, the Lakers, I think we get caught up in, in the who and not the how as in like, yeah, who they are. You think they'd be better but but how they play, especially at this stage in their career careers. I mean, I just I don't know that we should be looking at them thinking that there's more than what they're putting forth. In other words, like I feel like they're doing the best they can and then it's exacerbated at times. I mean look Sunday night. They clearly didn't show up against the Pelicans, which is how we started the week talking about that game. So I'm not saying that there aren't periods where they don't play hard where they don't show hunger, which I ripped them for earlier in the week or which they fold up shop when they inevitably get down by double digits or 20 points or what have you. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. I'm saying when that happens, it's that much worse. In other words, they're not as good. They were never as good and they're not as good as we think they should be simply based off name recognition and then you couple that with chemistry issues at times effort and attitude issues. And you get a team that's as bad as they are. The Clippers have the opposite of all those things. They have a team that plays well off one another. They do have talent. It's just not household name talent in the same way well, that the Lakers
3: have. Well, well, can I can I give, can I go back to your example and use uh, and use something that LeBron James knows very well. So where LeBron James went to high school, that's one end of Market Street. Okay, where he went to high school. That's one in a market. And if you go down that road, and there's, there's a road called maple. You go down that road. They call that the valley and in the valley that valley. It's not so great. But in the other valley in the other direction where he moved after he got a little money in his pocket. That's the Merriman Valley. They got some nice houses there. The Lakers. They got that nice house. LeBron James is the nice house. The Clippers don't have a LeBron James.
4: But I know, there's oh, only oh, oh, so much one man can do. You no, know I'm saying there's only so much one man can do. What I'm going to say 37. I mean, he's just as good as he has been in the last five years. So which speaks to his greatness that he's that even his age can't be used as an excuse at this point. But no, I mean, it's what what else? There's only so much one man can do. He can't put the ball in the basket for Russell Westbrook. He can't keep Anthony Davis healthy. He can't shoot better for the rest of his shooting team. I mean, you know, Austin Reeves should not be a critical piece of this team, Ooh, but he is. Good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, no disrespect. They shouldn't be relying on him the way they were relying on. Him. They just they don't have it. They don't have the guys. So in the have. meantime, in the meantime, they got to play through it. They can't LeBron. We had this argument yesterday. We had it this morning. LeBron cannot on. shut it down as long as that team is in Wait. contention for a playoff spot or play in spot. He cannot shut it down. He can't, Michael. Well, oh, this, I'm just confused. Until they're mathematically
3: eliminated. <laughs> real, real, real quick. Real quick. I'm just confused by this. You said we had this argument this morning. We weren't on the air this morning. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike. Here we go. Tom Brady. Again, the, the, the house guest who won't go away. The spoiled little kid Damn. Who, uh, who who doesn't really. Hey, hey, he's spoiled kid. He's spoiled kid. Spoiled kid just sitting around. You remember when, when your kids were younger because now you got them out of this habit. But when you were younger, when they were younger, so you go to the store. And they just constant. They're out of it. They're out of it. Just tugging on your tugging on your jacket. Let me get that. Can I get this? Can I get this? Give me. Give me this. Give me this. Give me this. And then you don't give them the stuff in the store. They freak now out. Now they just text me. Now they just text me. Okay. But okay. I'll, I'll get, take that. I get you. I'll, I'll get take it. a text. All right. Because <laughs> right? I can. I can ignore it. I can ignore it. Or I can give it a disingenuous like. In other words, yeah, I like it. All right, don't, don't don't bother me anymore. But you know, Tom Brady. You know, better analogy spoiled kid doesn't work for him. Tom Brady is that dude because I never tried to be this dude. I'm, I'm not calling myself out. I never tried to be this the dude who has no game that is me dude who has no game, but tries to be slick and ain't really good at it. So it's just awkward and clumsy and ham handed because you are trying to be smooth behind the scenes. You are trying to make things happen, but you just don't know how to do that. Stop with the retire the fake retirement Stop with the. Uh, I'm not clear about my future. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm going to say that right now. You were right. I was wrong. He never intended to retire. That's not his intention. You're right. I didn't know, though, that all of this was a ruse because he's just trying to get out of Tampa and pick his next spot. If I'm Jason Light, if I'm Bruce Arians, I'm going to sit there and watch him suffer. I want him to suffer and I'm not going to give him what he wants because it's it's lame. You're trying to retire now. Oh, you're not trying to retire. Oh, you're not trying to retire. You're just trying to get out of Tampa and we're supposed to hook you up. We're supposed to trade you to a team in our conference. So you can add to your legacy and when your eighth Super Bowl and then we just go back to being double Tampa. Later for this dude, man. I'm so tired of Tom Brady. I'm tired of.
4: Him. Okay, but okay, okay. We'll talk about Tom Brady in a second. Twitter, Tom Brady is awesome, though. I mean, that's that's a pretty good tweet. Like, I mean, he got, like, got, got, got good days, people man. working for him. He does. he got, got good people working for him. Yes, yes. That's clever. Brady doesn't need attention, so I think. Yeah, I think I think we could stop with we can all stop pretending that there isn't fire with all this smoke. His own words rumors, in the end, we can stop <laughs> acting like this isn't a thing, okay? Uh, it's a thing. He's on break right now. He's on break. That's what Tom Brady is. He's on break until further notice. Until he comes out and says, I'm done, leave me alone, move on, non-story, until he says it, because he could put this to bed with one tweet, just like he tweeted that and had jokes about it. He could put this whole thing to bed with one or
3: three. one or one podcast. Or bunk, he could put this whole thing th- to
4: bunk he, beds as the case may be, yeah, you know, he, he could just right. decide, he get just decide, guys. Stop. Okay. Enough. So, cause I don't think, I don't think he's enjoying the attention. Cause he certainly hasn't lacked for attention in the last 20 some years. So I don't think he's just sitting up here getting a kick out of us. Parsing his words and reading between the lines and, getting hot and bothered. I mean, I think he's, I think there's something here. He's not ready to share mm. it, but there's some what 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 I say something? That no, I'm gonna let that go. I'm gonna let that go. I'm gonna let Which that part. Go. Yeah, yeah, of the, course, the attention course. part.
0: Speak my interest. The, the,
3: I mean, it's an interesting. The attention. It's part. It's an interesting conversation. What if I must say. So what? Myself, the attention it's an Interesting part? conversation. Yeah, and he doesn't like the attention. If he does not like the attention. Why is he creating? No, things no, no. That I said, he doesn't, I said he, he doesn't
4: me. lack. I said he doesn't lack for attention. He doesn't lack oh, He doesn't for lack it. for it. like 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 okay. like he should like he, okay. he, he shouldn't be. You know, just this. This shouldn't be some sophisticated, you know, uh ruse to, to drum up interest around Tom Brady. There's no lack of interest right. in Tom Brady. Okay. My, my okay. point is he doesn't All need right. to do this for attention. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. I said okay. lack. Yeah, I'm sure he likes okay, it lack. to a certain extent, but I think he, yeah, yeah. So I mean I meant like so uh, lack, excuse me. But bottom line is um, what, what is your this ain't even about Brady at this point, it's about us. We got into it hot and heavy. We were arguing like an old married couple at the end of yesterday's show. Yeah, it's yeah. about us. What's yeah. why are you so you went from Tom Brady is the greatest pro football player of all time, he hands is. down, full he stop, is. don't still. debate me, to Don't de- Right. Well, okay, well, right. Right. To like you just seem like you're just ready for him to go away. Like I, and maybe maybe I'm seeing it this way because I'm hoping that he's not done. I told you I wasn't ready for it to be over. So maybe this is wishful thinking on my part. Why are you so annoyed with Tom Brady until you starting off calling him a spoiled child or a house guest that won't. Yeah, leave?
3: you know what? You know what? what I'm not what happened. What, 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 and, what and, do to you? I know. I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you what happened. And this is everybody's got their agenda for saying what they're saying. So Tom Brady uh, clearly is trying to manage this thing in a certain direction. He's trying to keep us. He, he, he doesn't want to give any clear, any more answers that can be thrown back in his face. But then you just say last week that you weren't coming back. Now, here you are. So he's trying to keep that. He's trying to manage the media side of it. And he's probably trying to finesse the home angle, too. And I like how he just put it in there for our consumption. That you know, he spent five weeks with his family. Oh, OK, bro. Five <laughs> weeks. Okay. Good for you. You spent five weeks with your wife. Are you trying to say you spent five weeks with the family and the kids getting on your nerves, and, and you want a football excuse and you don't have one anymore? But that's not what bothers me. What bothers me is that he is trying. Like I said off the top, he's trying to weasel his way. I said that word intentionally. He's trying to weasel his way I'm out sure of Tampa, did. and I don't like that. Hey I man, I, I okay they've done everything for you because they had to They're Tampa
4: and they, they got and sad, they got a lot sad. out of it.
3: They but they didn't get everything because the, the idea was hey, what? Yeah, you well, helped us two out. Super
4: Bowls? <laughs> <I don't, laughs> we didn't wait, get, what, get what everything. I'm saying,
3: <laughs> what I'm saying is everything is all the all the juice left to squeeze all the lemons. I want all the juice and so what Tom Brady is saying to them. I gave you one Super Bowl. I still got a lot of life in my right arm. I still might play until I'm 50, but I gave you your Super Bowl. Be happy. No, wait a minute. This was a relationship that was mutually beneficial. It's not like yeah. Tom Brady just went around and said, Man, I got about eight options to choose from. And you know what, Tampa? I'll pick you. No, he really didn't have many options. One of, the, one of his options was the Chargers before Justin Herbert. Good for the Chargers. They, made, they, they, they got Justin <laughs> Herbert out of it long term uh, quarterback. We think one of the options was the Raiders. Then you had Tampa. That was it. That was it. He had three. He had three options. One of them was kind of shaky. They gave him the guaranteed money that he looked for. They allowed him to bring in his system, bring in his people trade for Grunk. They did everything for him. And he did okay. a lot for he brought the Tom Brady thing to, yeah. too. Yeah.
4: Okay, I'm so, about to yeah, say yeah, go, get to the part where oh, they get where I it said was. Mutually, it? <laughs> right. Yes.
3: So, yes. But, so is the idea was the idea to make Tampa relevant for two years and then bounce? No, nah, man. No, nah, we're not gonna let you do that. If you want to play football, play for us. We need you. Oh. And what you're asking for, we need So you want to play, play hardball. Yeah, I'm playing hardball. Yeah, oh, you will to play no. for okay, us. Because well, you know first what? Because I'm okay. not quit. But can I say one more thing? One more thing. I'm taking. Can I tell you one quickly. Why really, I want right to play hardball? Because one of my favorite podcasts. I listen to this podcast all the time, and his brother Michael Smith always talks about leverage. And you know, I he he has changed I was really the way. Like,
4: oh, with podcasts. I was, <laughs> I was just really like. Changed oh changed
3: the way. I got you right there, boy. I drew you right there. You know, he has changed the way I think about leverage. So if I got leverage on somebody. I'm going to use it. That he, mean you said, he said, it. oh, no, no, no. He said he said this is what he said. If you under contract. You stuck like Chuck. I think he said that, that I actual was talking. Stuck I was like, Chuck. yeah,
4: I was talking about Kyler Murray and before that I was talking about Aaron Rodgers. I'm not talking about Tom Brady who signed a two-year contract and signed reportedly signed a dummy extension. Just to give them cap room. Tom Brady doesn't owe the Buccaneers anything else. Okay, so let's go back to the options part because before we go any further, we should stop to acknowledge I'm sure there are some people listening or watching this. That's like, yo, y'all really taking this hypothetical Tom Brady comeback too far. Like we speak it. We're talking about it like it's fact like it's like it's a given that he's trying to come back, but I just think there's way too much smoke for it not to be fired. So that's number one. But in terms of the options, and this is where you and I part company. Or, we, or the main thing we disagree on while we were, you know, fighting yesterday. Okay, maybe right. he didn't have many options when he left New England because most people are brainwashed into believing that Bill Belichick knows everything and never makes a mistake. So people after the 2019 season probably felt like based on what they saw in 2019 film and based on the fact that the Patriots will let him wouldn't let him walk away with no answer waiting in the wings at quarterback. That maybe Tom Brady is on the decline. Having seen what he did the last two years. I think given the do-over given a mulligan. I doubt that he would have so few options as you just laid out, but a man is only as faithful as his options. No truer words Mm. have been spoken. Thank you. Chris Rock. Mm. I think the truth right now is closer to this. I still don't think Brady knows for sure what he wants to do. I think he's figuring it out as he goes along just like we're throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks based on what he's saying or not saying as the case may be. So I think Brady is still trying to, he's dipping his toe in his retirement life, see what it feels like, see if he likes it, give the wife what she needs, give the kids what, what, what they need, get what you need from your family right now, take a break, and then let's just see how it goes. Let's see what Tampa does. There's no games to be played tomorrow. There's no, he's not up against the clock and damn near out of time. No, let's see what Tampa does. Let's see if Tampa addresses the quarterback situation. Let's see if they get Kyle Trask. Let's see if they get a veteran guy. Kyle, I don't Trask. owe them an answer. I've already retired from the Bucks. I don't owe them uh, an answer right now. They're not. They're not waiting on me. They moved on. I've moved on. If I feel like, no, playing Rod, and, you no, know, no. once training camp no, no. starts, then no, 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 wait, but here's the thing. Here's what let, let me just get to the end of the story. If I yeah, feel yeah, like right. playing once training camp starts, then you probably should do right by me since I've given you the last two years. You don't want to, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to wrestle with me. You don't want to hot box with God, okay. but, right. but let's say that Jason light and the Glazers and Bruce Arians by extension. Let's say they play it like you, Michael. Like, oh, you ain't about to play us. Yes. Oh, no, ain't about
3: to play us. Even ain't though it was playing? a no, phony, no,
4: right. con- even though it was a phony contract. All of them for cap purposes. All okay, up. but this one was in particular. This one in Rome,
3: Ron. Barkley? Even though it was a phony
4: contract. <laughs> I don't get the for reference. cap relief purposes. For cap relief purposes. Right. We're going to hold you to the letter of this contract and you're our property. So we're going to you play for us or nobody. We're going to play this like the Cincinnati Bengals with Carson Palmer or the Green Bay Packers with Brett Favre. It's like we're not just letting you go to wherever you want to go We're not trading you where you want to go. Let's say they did it like that. Here's where Brady still has more options because whether it's this year or next year or the year after he'll still be able to play. That's what I keep telling you. We had it wrong. He's not going to play until he's 50. He's going to play at 50. So not consecutively, but he will be able to play in his late 40s his mid to late 40s. So he doesn't have he could take a year sabbatical is what I'm saying. He could take this year off and he probably technically still be the property of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by whatever rule, you know, mm. it would be, but nonetheless, Baby. he'll still have options after this year. So with that said, all I'm saying is Michael, I think Brady is taking his time and figuring out and, and seeing where this thing goes. I'm not sure that he knows for sure how it's going to play out, but I do think San Francisco ha- was and is and will continue to be his ultimate destination. That's the one thing he, he, he-, has, he hasn't checked off his, his legacy box, his legacy list
3: this is the only time that I can legitimately legitimately and honestly give Tom Brady advice you don't want to be out in these streets at 50 bud you don't want to be out here you don't want to be out here bud this is not for you right, these, these dudes out here and we'll talk about it later these dudes out here that they, they, they running they running four threes and four fours bud they and not just wide receivers they're bigger <laughs> they're stronger.
4: They've and yet meaner. he was still the MVP runner-up. Runner-up yeah, runner yeah. to the guy. Runner-up to the guy. At, Did you see this? 44. I'll sneak this in. Yeah, I'll sneak this in. You're just trying to put him out the pasture. I'll sneak this in. I'm up, saying the 50. Widespread, like 50 40, there's widespread There's widespread belief now that Aaron Rodgers is coming back to the pasture.
3: You just love Thank being God. right. Thank God. You love being
4: right. right. It's a well, sickness. Well, I can't hate I, it's I can't sickness. hate it if, you, if I'm right so often, should I reject it? But you're not. What am but I supposed not. to do? What am I supposed but, but to do about it? You want me to be wrong intentionally? I can't hey, help it. Hey, I can't we, help we, it. We, I can't got, help got, it if I'm clairvoyant. I can't help it if okay, I say that we, Rogers wasn't going anywhere from Jump Street. 21 Jump Street. White King right? can't Jump Street. I told With you Vinny he wasn't here. going nowhere. Listen to me. We got Vinny. We got Vinny today, right? Because
3: we, we, we can talk about you being wrong about KD and the net.
2: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: The individual part really doesn't mean much to me. the main thing and, and it means we're playing well and that's the bottom line and so all these things are uh you get recognition it's a reflection on the guys you know that they're playing well and you obviously have to win and, and play at a high level to get an award like that and so I appreciate the guys but what I said pregame was the fact that they let us coach. that's where that's what really matters that they're letting us coach them letting us push them and, and learning and growing throughout the season and kind of what we thought we'd have when we got healthy so Credit to them for allowing us to coach them hard, and that's what they asked for. And they they've been great with it. Coach of the month,
4: Ime Udoka of the Boston Celtics. Uh, Vinny Goodwill, um, have the Celtics entered the contender chat in the Eastern Conference?
0: They've entered the team. I'm not sure I want to play chat in the first round of the playoffs because they have a lot of ingredients that had they started off the year with a little bit more, we'd really be considering them as a team to be reckoned with. And for me, it's not the Tatum and Brown element of it. It's the element of everything else. It's that defense. They're very stingy. They're switchable. They understand their roles like in a very weird, weird way. They give me 2001 Philadelphia 76 survives, vibes. Where you got two scores and everybody else playing defense and say, but Philly it was one guy doing the scoring and Allen Iverson, but here you've got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum doing the work on both ends, at least putting forth the effort after being called up by Emei Udoka early on in the season. And I had some doubts early on about whether this would work as far as with Udoka calling out his team. Sometimes you can't pull that card. But it seems to have worked, especially post January one. They've been arguably the most consistent in right. the Eastern Conference since then.
4: Yeah, no, Michael. I know you watch as closely as you do all the Celtics games. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it last night um, and mm-hmm. you know, John ja Morant was amazing and, and we loved us some Grizzlies and I'm looking at the Celtics. I'm like, yo man, like this again, it's March and it's the regular season and we, we hate to attach this, you know, cliche, but mm-hmm. Statement win, you know. I mean, what, what, what's what? How do you evaluate this Celtics team and and what they've done, especially as, as Vinny pointed out, especially since the calendar year started?
3: Yeah, that's right, and Vinny's right, man. Look, if they start off the season like they really had some gumption, like they really wanted to fight and compete and do what Emeka Doka said in his first press conference, they'd be good. Now, like, if you go back to that first press conference, this dude I made mean, so confident, so cool, and why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't he be? I mean, the man, you know, he he spends time with me along. I mean, come on. Like he's winning in so many ways. But first press conference, Brad Stevens sitting right next to him. He said, hey man, y'all really were a bad passing team last year. Dude just hired him. Brad Stevens just hired him. Y'all are a bad passing team last year. We're gonna be better at that. I want uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to be playmakers. And I want more playmakers, not just scoring, but be, be involved in the game. And I'm gonna come at you hard. I'm going to ask you to have a defensive identity and have some toughness and they resisted for a while. And that's why he said there in that clip they I have to give them credit for allowing us to coach them because I think that was a problem. Fellas, they weren't really buying in earlier in the season and now he's got them. They're listening to him.
0: Yeah, I mean Jason Tatum and whenever you hear about players not buying in you're usually talking about your best players, right? You don't care if the eighth man isn't buying in. You don't care if the fourth guy ain't buying in. We can get rid of you. We can trade you. We can bench you. But when you're talking about buy-in being achieved a little bit later, to me that seemed to point right at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And that's not a shot at either one of those guys because they're still very young, even though it seems like we've been part to this pairing for four or five years now. You're still talking about two very young players that it takes a long time for teams or players to sort of get out of their own way and to say, you know what, my way is the best way. You've seen that happen with veteran teams. I won't mention the veteran teams, but you've seen the veteran teams that won't get out of their own way. So when you see Tatum and Brown embracing it, when you see Jason Tatum's, I think his assists have gone up every month. And assist isn't a perfect statistic, but it is a telling statistic about your intentions and for him to mm-hmm. be in, I think he's averaging around like six assists or close to six in the last month or so. That's all NBA territory. That's entering the conversation of being a really elite player. And I didn't think that he had the athleticism or the decision-making to be a franchise player. And he's starting to make a believer out of me at this point.
3: Hey, if if any, seems- Mike, Mike, if you just allow me to do this real quick, real quick question, you guys can help me out here. Especially Michael Smith, who is like the godfather of analytics. Um, yeah, that's a shot. Uh, uh, it says Jason Tatum is number one in the NBA in defensive win shares. What does that mean? One and two. Is that right? Th- does either of you give that value? Number
4: one in the league. I'm I'm happy being number one in anything. Uh, so I mean, it's like you, you, it means you're doing something right. It means your team is doing something right. I don't know if that makes him. One of the best defenders in the NBA, but I'll take it. Yeah, I think I think there is value to it. I don't know how they calculate defensive win shares, but it's a great defensive team, um, and he's a key part of it. Um, just but to your point about being unselfish, Vinny, real quick. Through the end of January, they were twentieth in assists per game, at, with a twenty-seven and twenty-five record. Uh, in February, they dish out the fifth most assists per game, while posting an Eastern Conference best nine and two record. They've they've won fifteen mm. of their last eighteen games. And they've beaten 10 consecutive opponents that are currently in the playoff picture going back to late January. That's New Orleans, Miami, Charlotte, Brooklyn twice, Denver, Atlanta twice, Philadelphia, now Memphis. Speaking of Philadelphia, uh, I know Holly the Harden hater, as I have. Dubbed hey, yo, why, why, are you if, Philly,
3: why are you bringing up Philly dog? Why you bringing up Philly? I just wondering why you go bring up Brooklyn. I mean, we're we running out of time to bring up Brooklyn. Or no, no, are, are we not doing that today.
4: We can bring up Brooklyn too. I mean, we got time. We, okay. got, we, we we can start okay. with okay. Philly right. and then just, and then just, naturally okay. segue okay. to Brooklyn. So you can ask somebody exactly. else who won the trade. You could ask. you could you could go all week asking somebody who won the trade that happened during Super Bowl week as if you can win a trade when the key player ain't played yet. Is that that's that's a that's a question for the day of the trade who won the trade (laughs) now that we have not seen Ben Simmons that question has been answered the Sixers won the trade until further notice but anyway those Sixers they get a real test they get Michael Holly's Cleveland Cavaliers at the crib tonight no more Knicks and with all due respect to Timberwolves how much small sample size theater how much Mm -hmm. are you a believer already in the Philadelphia 76ers or are you still somewhat skeptical Vinny Goodwill
0: I mean, when you say believer, are you saying that I think they'll make the NBA finals?
4: Yes, no, great. Great question. Let me narrow that down. Are they defa- Are they have they shown you enough with this th- this tandem to be considered the favorite in the Eastern Conference right now? Hell no. Sorry. I got a hell no. I got a no. hell no out of it. Not enough. Nah. Not a, nah, I need to see please. more. I got a hell no. Take out your
3: it. time.
0: Take your time. teacher. <laughs> Take your time. I a bigger sample size to believe in the Philadelphia 76ers other than a week during the dog days of the season. Now, am I impressed with how they've conducted themselves? Am I impressed with the chemistry of Joel Embiid and James Harden, and secondarily Tyrese Maxey saying, you know what, uh, Tobias Harris, if you don't want these shots, I'll take them. Yeah, I'm really, really impressed by that. But the test for this team is not in March. And it ain't in February. It's in May. And if you get there, it's in June. Remember when the whole 76ers process began, it was like, we don't want to get knocked down the second round and everything else. And when Daryl Moy gets here, we're about acquiring superstars because we don't want to be in the middle class. Well, guess what? You got the superstars now, which means that I'm going to reserve any level of positive judgment until you actually (laughs) prove that you are worth a damn. Until then, you are doing what you, you are paying child support. That's what you're doing. You are paying Ah.
4: (laughs) what the court ordered you to do. So you know what? Honestly, I got here's why I'm laughing. Here's why I'm laughing and we, you know, unfortunately, we can't fast forward to May and June for now. We have to settle for Cleveland at Miami who we'll talk about in a second Chicago, Mm -hmm. Brooklyn as their next four games. So we'll learn a lot more about these sixes in the next four games. I'm laughing because I am flanked on one side by Holly the Harden hater and on the other side, I am flanked by somebody who probably has never run into Daryl Morey in person because if you had it would probably been some furniture moving on your part because I know you not fi- You are not looking for Daryl Morey to flourish. So I'm not talking to the most objective evaluators of the Philadelphia 76ers, but I am talking to one of the country's best NBA minds in Vinny Goodwill. So I will give credibility Thank to you. what you just said, but let me you, let me ask you Thank this, Vinny. Yeah, I said Vinny Goodwill. Let me ask you this, Vinny. All right. You need to see more. Fair enough. It's just two games against the Knicks and one against the Timberwolves. You need to see more, but let me ask you this. From a body of work standpoint, isn't there enough of a sample size from James Harden at his best, at his most engaged, and Joel Embiid, potential MVP candidate, to trust that those two together make them as formidable as anybody because I could say that about just about every team in the Eastern Conference. I could say it about Boston. I could say it about every team except Milwaukee. We don't know what Brooklyn looks like. I can say it about Chicago that we'll see when we get to the playoffs. So you're right about that, but that's not exclusive to Philadelphia. Don't those two guys together playing off each other and, and it stands to reason that they're going to get better playing off each other. Do, aren't those two guys healthy together enough to make you believe that they're legitimate. Yeah, I ain't say you got to pick them to win the East, but I don't know how much more you can see when those two guys have such large MVP play bodies of work to their credit already. Does that make sense?
0: Oh before before I even give you the answer, yes, I run into Daryl Morey. We did actually did TV <laughs> together, and he complimented me on my watch. And no, we were not moving any furniture anywhere else. Yes, my timepiece was that exquisite. Secondly, but you can't stand him, though. When was it's this? Not, this is before. It's you not could. a personal thing. It's not. A, it's not a, thing. <laughs> I can dislike how you kick it. I can dislike yeah. what maybe what you stand for. But I'm who much i am not We really trying to fight somebody? Like there's only a few people in my life where it's on site, and Daryl Morey, and Daryl Morey is not one of them people. Like let's, let us let me let me be perfectly.
4: Well, okay, honest okay. Before you answer, I'll just say this: If Daryl Morey is not an on-site person for you, I would hate to hear how you talk about an on-site person, given how you That's talk true. about Daryl Morey when you've been with us. Yeah, you were saying.
0: Oof. I don't talk about people with. I don't talk about people with on site with because we don't need to say okay. no words. That's why. Now, all right. Now, to your point, everybody in the Eastern Conference has a fatal flaw. Every good team, Milwaukee, Miami, Chicago, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, anybody that has a reasonable chance of making the NBA Finals has a fatal flaw that could bite them in the behind. You're absolutely right. But my thing on the Philadelphia 76 is this. You've gone all in on your two best players having to be your two best players. James Harden has been allergic to June. Joel Embiid has been a guy who is like a top three MVP candidate you're asking me to believe without the shadow of a doubt that I'm taking James Harden over maybe a Bam Adebayo or Jimmy Butler or a Giannis and Chris Middleton or a DeMar DeRozan like you're asking me to take him over these things in high leverage pressure situations and the evidence has proven that he is not that guy now maybe he was sandbagging it physically because I was the one to say, you know what? He doesn't look physically right from the hamstring performance dating back to last year. And maybe he worked himself into shape and then just started dogging it once he realized that nothing was happening in Brooklyn. So to me, if he's completely healthy, it could be a different conversation. But if the decline has sort of started, that makes the margin for error to me that much more thin when the margin for error was wider, he didn't get it done. You got to show me.
4: We got a tight margin for error because we are almost out of time. I'll just say I'm okay. glad you mentioned out of bio in Miami because I, Michael, I know you got jokes about the Nets, even though yeah, you yeah. think they want to trade. Uh, I got jokes about the Nets. Nets. I yeah, thought yeah. I okay, thought there, last there night go. though was more about Miami road back to back without right. Jimmy Butler yeah. without okay. uh, Tucker. Nice. I thought that was about right. Miami and, and how legitimate right. they are more so than about Brooklyn because we don't, still don't know what Brooklyn is.
0: I, I okay. think Miami I, I, and I, no, no, no. are going to be oh, in the Eastern we, Conference. We know finals. what
3: Brooklyn is. Hey, hey, hey Vinny, Vinny, you, you take this. Uh, Michael Smith, give me the pass. I'm going to touch pass it to you. I know what Brooklyn okay. is. They're 32 and 32. They're 500. Okay. And, they, and they, uh, they go into the play-in. But go ahead, Vinny.
0: You know what Brooklyn is? Brooklyn is like you, you keep trying to squint and you're trying to figure out a way to make this woman attractive. And you know what she is? A butterface. No matter how you slice it, that's a butterface. Miami is a little bit different. I think I do have questions about them. Can they create shots in the last five minutes? Quality shots, good shots. They don't have a Kevin Durant that you can just go spread, go 1-5 and say, take us home but they do have a championship DNA. They do have a nasty defense that I think will help you. Yes, Michael Smith. Man. Why are you laughing at the butterface reference? Yeah, you know why you laughing. You know why you laughing. Okay, hold on,
4: hold on. No, 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 no. Michael, you don't know why I'm laughing. Nobody knows why I'm laughing. I'm just going to say this and I'm gonna say this in the most lovingly way, lovingly way possible. Vinny, I hate you. I just want you to know I hate you. Okay, <laughs> I, but so I, I, we, well played. Well played before we let you go, man. Uh, we got, we ain't gonna waste time talking about the Lakers. I just, I just need another, another person. Face. Another butterface. <laughs> oh, they ain't even that. Oh, the Lakers ain't even that. The Lakers are the Lakers have personality. They're interesting. They're, you know, they, that's it. They, 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 they nothing attractive. <laughs> nothing attractive about the Lakers. Only game I want to touch on from last night, man, was, uh, was, was golden state and Dallas. Is that more about Luca and him playing like an MVP and, and, and maybe being a dangerous out in the playoffs? Or is this is it? Or is it Golden State? Which no Draymond. I don't know how much you can judge him, but Steph not taking a shot in the fourth quarter is a
0: red flag. What did you take away from that before we let you go? That's all types of red flags for me for Golden State. Considering any team with a good defense can do what Dallas did. Like Dallas has a top five defense to me, and they have Luca, who's a top five player. Golden State losing seven of nine, being in danger of sliding to fourth in the Western Conference, which puts you on a collision course with Phoenix in the second round. Neither one of those teams wants to see that, in my opinion. They have way too many questions aside from Draymond Green. Dallas, to me, is starting to sort of creep up like Boston. And because we've decided as a collective media, we don't really rock with Jason Kidd like that. We don't want to give him coach of the year votes. But he has started to figure some things out there Giving Luca the ball, putting a bunch of defenders around him—it's almost like the early stages of the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis when they really start to figure it out. And who was the coach then? Jason Kidd. Mm.
4: Mm. All, right. all right, Hey man, we love right, you. Man. Uh, I appreciate you. I, I do hate you, but I but I also love you at the same time. Um,
0: I know you love. You, I know you you love the you love the reference, and you know I'm right, and you know I'm right all the time, Michael Smith.
4: I don't trust your taste. You have ba- you have bad taste. You have bad. No, but he taste. got great. You, he like, got
3: great taste of sweatshirts. So shout out Fred Hampton. He
4: does. He does. UEP Newt. He, he is I not. Great he is not the great best judge of of butter faces. Okay. He's not. That is not. No. Okay. All right. We're gonna going gonna get, let, get, get better. Let's get better. Let's let, let, Let's acquire some ahead. taste. Acquire oh, some taste. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know I got taste. I know Michael Holly got taste. I can't speak for you, Vinny. And Based on what we've discussed, look, man. Let's. This is for offline. It's an oh, offline yeah, yeah. conversation. Yeah, I was gonna this, say, you this, yeah. this, <laughs> yeah. this is. This is. We're gonna get we into trouble. Now we.
3: We're about to swerve.
4: We're about to swerve. <laughs> the I'm trouble. gonna say this, Michael. Don't ever <laughs> underestimate <laughs> Vinny Goodwill's abilities to force things into the conversation that you do not expect them to do. Oh, go, that's I, all okay. I know. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. No, I, I will never doubt him again. I will never doubt him
2: again.